Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Drivel, the motoring podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We are your hosts. I'm Mo. And I'm O. Welcome back. This is episode... Thank you for joining us again. Where are we? Episode six? I lost count, man. I can't... I just asked you... I asked you two minutes ago and I've lost count of what we are. Yeah, I think we're at episode six. I just turn up and talk and... You do? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the whole that's point it, of the show yeah. is Drivel, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to sit here, we're going to turn up and talk. Yeah. No, it's good. We're, we're excited to be here. I'm very excited about this week's episode, though. So we, as we said in last week's episode, O's got something special for us. Um, well, I say special. I kind of know what it's about, but I don't know the content. So it's going to surprise me as much as it's going to well, surprise Well, I'm doing the review segment this week, aren't I? But so you say review. A... When we say review, do we actually review it or do we just kind of bitch and moan about the crappy things or the things well, that are depends, a bit stupid depends, or the stuff that's overlooked? Depends what you class because when you review, you review the shit out of it. Like crap that people don't really need to know about. No, no, no. There's a difference. Difference. When I review, so my reviews, and I'm using air quotes, I don't know why I still do this I on stop, a podcast. Yeah, to, yeah, hold on to the seat. There you Hold on to the seat, yeah. yeah. Stop just stop in the air quotes. But, but when you say review, no, just because I research the facts and the figures to make it relevant and, and no remotely accurate. No one accurate. needs facts and figures when you're reviewing. Like, oh, look, listen, I'll set the benchmark today for how you review a car for Joe Public. So have you got okay. any research whatsoever? There is my note. Oh, my God, there's Look notes. Half a page, A4, half a page of notes. Although the handwriting is quite big, though. So yeah, that's think, why I've got Google open front of me. So, so I think if it was a normal person with normal size handwriting that wasn't messy, it'd probably be about four lines of writing. But it's still research. It's still I, it is research. I acknowledge I it's still research. I put five minutes into this. Oh, you've yeah, just dropped all of your notes. There goes, there goes my one page of notes. I've put effort into this. Okay, cool. Well, let's so. see how much effort you've put into it. I'm not going to judge you. Everyone listening is going to judge you. Yeah, they can. But they'll get the point. They'll get, the, they'll get the point. And I they'll need, appreciate I, I the fact that you did some they research. They frigging better. Um, by the I way, often do notes. By the way, uh, we did it again. Did what again? We do this every. We do this like every week. Not the show. Not the what? recording of the show. What? We did it again. Um, so a, another apology that I owe people. Fuck me, man. How many apologies have you made in the six episodes we've done? Two. Well, I said two, two, including this one. Right. Uh, so, so the apology that I owe everyone is episode five, last week's episode. Again, the sound quality wasn't quite there. Uh, better than episode three, but but we had a few technical issues. Again, hopefully we've resolved them for this episode. But well, we're not pros anyway, so your apologies yeah, are mute that, to me. And, and that's the point. Yeah, we're not yeah. pros. However, if anyone is listening who is a pro or maybe just knows how to do this a bit better than us, get in touch. We'll happily give you a job. I'm not saying for we're going to pay you. Yeah, it's for free, obviously. Yeah. We might be able to like buy them a no, Tesco meal deal. No, the scheme's over now, so we can't. Well, I was going to say Tesco £3 meal deal on the days that we record. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. I could you probably know, spring for know. that. Right. £1.50 each. Depending on how far I've had to travel and how much fuel I've had to put yeah. in the car. Then I won't have to listen to your constant apologies about how the recording quality was crap. Yeah, but, but no, more importantly, our valued listeners can actually listen without it kind of, you know, feeling like nails down a chalkboard. I don't think it was bad at all. I just think you're being the anorak that you are. I am, I am, but yeah. I care. I care about quality. I care about our listeners' experience. Well, you've done it. You're boring me now. You're... What? No, no, no. Because there is still something that I've got to do. What now? What do you think? Do you keep? How much, do you come prepared to this thing? Because you keep forgetting to do like most of the stuff. I do come prepared. So what have you got to do now? I've got to go through our disclaimer. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Don't put your head in your hands and say, "Oh, for fuck's sake." We've got to do it because there might be some new listeners. It's we're picking, make a coffee while you do that? We're picking up, yes, please, two sugars. Mm. Um, we're picking up new listeners every single week, which is amazing. Um, like looking at the, uh, uh, the volumes of listeners we're getting is, is pretty phenomenal. Um, so there will be some new listeners this week, all three of them. 
And, and for those... No, we had three a couple of weeks ago, man. No, no, these are the three new listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We're growing yeah, yeah. at a rate of about three listeners per episode. For probably at about 12 listeners now, oh, I would, right. I would okay. expect. Um, yeah, but for those new listeners... Go on, then. We need to give them our disclaimer. And that disclaimer is as such... I'm going to do some more research while you do You can do some more... Yeah, you're going to need to do some more All research right. just on, so you let them down. Um, so uh, apart from the fact that O is doing some research this week, we definitely are not professionals in any sense of the word. We are not uh, professional writers. We're not professional motoring journalists. We're not professional drivers. Um, we have never been trained in the art of driving other than uh, the driving lessons that were given to us when we were like young. Uh, you have not been trained in the art of driving. I've sat with you in a car. Whoever trained you needs to take up another job. If are you feeling all right? I 100% am feeling oh, all right. Me. My question the guy that gave you your driving license sometimes. Listen, I learned to drive when I was seven. You learned to drive when you were seven, yeah. In a and then toy, it stopped. Toyota Space, what did they used to do? Toyota Space Cruiser. Oh, the big, um, the big. The M- first of the like MPV. MPVs, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like in the in the eighties, yeah. My cousin used to come round, and then we had like this um, carrom board game, and we'd have to we'd play, and if he lost, he'd have to give me a driving lesson around our estate, and he just he was crap. Um, so you used then, to you used to barter board game. Board game positions for, for driving, driving lessons. lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had to lose, so then if he lost, he'd have to give me a driving lesson around the estate, and he'd always lose. So he would sneak out, put me in the, put me in the driving seat, and give me driving lessons in this Toyota space uh, space space. At, at what age? I was a primary school at the time. You were a primary school. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you're quite Junior tall, school, but you couldn't have been. Yeah. You, no, no. I'd have to sit in his lap to start with, and then as, right, I, got, okay. as I got taller and stuff. Oh, like now that. it's starting to be. And then, and then uh, yeah, yeah. Then I'd do it myself. So I must have been what I don't know. Primary, I don't know, seven, eight, whatever. Anyway, so this cousin that, that was clearly not very good at board games, I don't think he was that great at giving driving lessons either. It Listen, is the point that I'm trying to make. No one's ever complained about being in the car with me. You're hearing it right you now. You get to it. You don't count. I don't count. Don't count. I don't count as a person with opinions no, is what no. you're saying. No, uh, your opinions don't count. But going back to the disclaimer, that's a really good segue into the disclaimer, actually. Our opinions don't count. So we're not professional at anything related to this podcast. Uh, this is literally just two regular petrol heads that are going to sit here for about an hour and give you some observations, Not give you some views. It ain't going to go on that long. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I know. I've got stuff to say as well. Oh, right. uh, we may have a bit of a moan, a lot of a moan, probably. Most of it That's is Most of it is yeah. going to be moaning. Uh, but what you guys shouldn't do, you should listen, you should laugh, you should enjoy, and you should be entertained. But what you shouldn't do is take anything we say as advice. Even if you do take it as advice, don't act on it. And if you do act on it and something goes wrong, it's kind of your own fault, really. Why would you? Why would you listen? No, no well, you said this last week. I can't oh, say listen. Why would you follow our advice? Why would you take instruction from us? If, Never. Here's a rule for life: If you ever come across two guys named Mo and O, and it doesn't have to be us, by the way, any anyway, two guys named Mo and O, don't take instruction from them. They're not trustworthy names. I'm, really you, I'm gonna wait for you. Have you finished the disclaimer? Now? I'm done. done. Yeah, that sounds my disclaimer. Listen, enjoy, yeah. laugh. Um, but don't take instruction from You know us. your disclaimer is bullshit. What do you mean it's a lie? Bullshit. It's a lie. Why is it a lie? Because you're telling people not to listen to us. No, no, not I didn't. To, no, no, I changed it No, no sorry, sorry. You're telling them not to take any of our advice. Yeah, or act on our advice. Or even act on our advice, which is worse, actually. But you know that's rubbish. Because I can think of at least one person who's listened to our advice. And acted on our advice. And acted on our advice. Did it all go horribly wrong for no, this person? No, it didn't. Person? It went fine. Kia Sportage? Oh, yeah. No, okay, fine. This was before, the, this was before the podcast days. If that we doesn't have, matter. We, we, you know, we, don't, we still gave him advice. We did. We did give him advice. So he listened. So Mo's disclaimer is a load of crap, really, boys. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a load of crap. It's yeah. valid. 
Well, it's not valid. I've just proven it's not valid. Tell you what, you guys can we make gave it... advice and people acted on it and they're happy with it. Tell you what, you guys can make your own mind up. Listen to what we've got to say. And if it sound, sounds a little bit dodgy, it probably will sound quite a lot dodgy because I was doing the main bit. At your then, own discretion. Listen to discretion. Yeah, and, and act on it at your own discretion as well. But if something does happen and you act on it and it goes wrong, don't blame us. No. That's the point that I'm making. You done? Made your point? I'm done. Right. right are you going to get into the main thing, are you, no? Yeah, first thing before we get into that point, though. Parking. Parking. You know what? There's two friggin' lines there, yeah? It's not hard to park in between two lines. Don't park on the edge of either side. Just park in the middle. There's two things on the side of your car which are called mirrors. If you can't see the lines, point them down. See the lines. Park in the middle. A, you're being considerate to someone else. B, parking like a twat means someone like someone will just walk past and key your car because you're taking up a double space. Simple as, yeah? They put lines there for a reason. Right. I'm, I'm with you in terms of don't park across two spaces, but sometimes when I get an end bay and I do try and search for an end bay, I will park oh, over bay, to yes, one yes, side. Yes, yes, yes. End bay is fine because it's an end bay, so you're not being obtrusive. No. You're not, you're not so, encroaching yeah. on someone else's And, and the reason I do that is so that the person who parks next to me, who is almost com- definitely going to be a door-dinging twat, right? Yep, yep, yep. Even if they swing their door wide open, the chance of them putting a dent in my car is, is minimal. Really, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. That, that's when yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You can park close to the lines if you're not going to be intruding on somebody else. But yeah, I, I 100% agree. Park in the middle of the bay if you're going to park in between two other cars or two other spaces. Yeah, I mean, they've put lines there for a reason. How much more easy do you want them to do it for you and park it for you? I'm, I'm guessing that you've um, someone's annoyed you with their parking this week. Yeah, they did. That's they, why they did. Yeah. They found out they did. I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> they found out. Did they find out, or are they going to find out? Did you key my car? Is this what this is about? Have you keyed my car? I can either deny or confirm. Confirm. It's the other way around. You need to confirm. I can either confirm. The same thing. What, what is the matter? Which way you say? It I don't know. It's just a saying. I didn't make but, up the saying. I'm just telling well, you. I'm, I'm just correcting. You. I can either deny or confirm anything, but okay. just don't part like a knob, basically. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. My review this week. I don't know why I'm sounding so excited because nothing to get excited about. But uh, first of all, yeah, I don't know why we keep getting given these friggin' SUVs. It's a okay. it's a thing. I've noticed. You've had that. one. I've had one. You had another one. I've had another one. I've had another since. It's, I don't know. I think they're giving them to us in, in per, on purpose. Do you know what it is? Right. I think they're really really popular cars. When you even when you're out on the road. I see so many, or like no exaggeration, but every second or third car is some kind of an SUV, or as we discussed last week, a crossover. It's ridiculous. I, I, it doesn't make sense. Popped up in my door, someone went, and I was like, oh my God, I was like, I really, I'm, I quite enjoy doing the show, and I'm having to do this is like, but, but I'll keep it objective, okay, for now. So, we'll keep it objective. Yeah. Don't keep. And why? No, no I'll, I'll come to the that? part after that. I'll, don't, don't, there'll be plenty of fun after that. Don't you okay. worry. So, I had the pleasure of driving around in a Vauxhall Grandland X. Okay. I understood the first word and I understood the second word, grand. I yep. know what that is. I also yep. know what land is. Yeah. X is a letter of the alphabet. Now, when you put Vauxhall Grandland X together, I've no idea what you're on about. What? 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 What, what is this? I, I, as part of my research, I did. I did. Proud drop, of you, by uh, the way. Pardon? I'm Thank proud you. of you, by the way. I did drop a tweet, Instagram, and an email to Vauxhall to please, like, come back to me and could you explain to me what the Grandland X stands for? Why couldn't it just be a Grandland? Yeah. But now, have you noticed? Because your other, the one you did last week, the X seed. So I think what the X means, it's a kind of well, I was going to say it's a crossover. The XC was a crossover. Yeah, but the Vauxhall have also got a Crossland X, which is a smaller crossover. Hang on, hang on, sorry. 
there's a there's a grand land X yeah. and there's a cross land so X. So it starts with a cross land X, which yeah. is probably the equivalent to your seed and a teka. X seed and a teka. Yeah. And then there's a well, grand no, no, land the Atec- X. Because the Ateca is a proper SUV, whereas the X seed's a, a, a cross- crossover. Okay. So Vauxhall do the cross land X. Which is the X seed equivalent. Yes. So okay. a small MPV. And then they do the crossover. grand land. Crossover, sorry. And then, so what's a, what's an MPV these days? And do we an still MPV? have MPV? No, you spoke about it. these days. I don't know, but you spoke about an MPV, the Toyota Space. Cruiser. Oh yeah, that was like in, in the eighties. But these yeah, days, yeah, do big, we still have big people carrier things. I suppose Ford Galaxy, uh, a Sharon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still make them, but no, they do. But, still, they definitely make the Ford Galaxies. Yeah, so the Ford Galaxies. So that's an MPV. That's an MPV. Okay. You could argue that. The, but then actually, if you got an MPV, why do you need a crossover? Well, I was going to say, you could argue that the BMW X7 is an MPV because that's what it's designed for, carrying a shitload of people in, in a body shape that's disgusting. It's hideous. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah, is yeah, disgusting. Yeah. But so, so that's my point. Um, so, yeah, oh, no, if, if you have yeah. MPVs, why do you need 4x4s? Actually, um, to that point, then, not everyone does an MPV then because BMW don't have anything that's classed as an MPV, do they? No, but they've got that two-series active Tourer. Which looks... Yeah. Which but, look, but it's not actually an MPV. There's no, still only four seats. Mercedes do the Sprinter Dreamliner. Dual liner, which is like the van. But that's a luxury van. But that's, a, that's different, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But I think they class it as an MPV, though. Do they? It's all a minibus. It's their, it's their souped-up minibus. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, back to back to this, isn't it? So, yeah. The Grandland X came in. I'll have, I've got my opinions about Vauxhall, but I'll come to those later, which is why I said I'll keep it objective for the review. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, anyway, so i got the keys to it. So, first impressions. Uh, it's, it's just... It's bland. It's bland. What it's, colour was it? It, it? it was white. So it was bland. But it was yeah, bland to look bland, at. Well. Bland, bland, just to look at. It's just, you look at it, you, it's just unimaginative and you're not really inspired. Can I, can I just go back it. to the name? Why is, the, why is there an X on the back? Uh, is there a Grand Land and then a Grand Land X? My extensive... No, 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 no. So there's, there's not a Cross Land and a no, Cross Land X. No, no, they've no, all no. got Xs on there. The they've all got Xs on So them. can we look yeah, forward to an Astra X one? Oh, bloody hell, I hope not. Yeah, they still do the Astras, yeah. Um, no, you you can't look forward to any of those. But I I, re- I really don't know why you couldn't why they couldn't have just called it a Grand Land. Yeah, there's no reason to whack an X yeah, on the end. Uh, yeah, and if I'm going to compare it to other co- actually, I'll compare it to other cars anyway. So anyway, get into the car. First impressions looking at it were just like yeah, okay, it's bland. Get into the car, yeah, still bland. And it was just I can't even say functional. It's just. You can't, it's you, a dreary place to sit. Now, when you're buying, <laughs> when you're buying, a, when you're buying a car, most of the time, hundred percent of the time, you're going to be sat inside the car. So well, you're going to see. Very rarely do you sit on the outside of the car. Exactly, watching covered. it or looking at it and admiring it. So you've only got the inside. Well, if you to do, if you might look at a car and admire it if it's you know a nice, nice car and that kind of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, but how often are you going to do that? But what I mean, the most of your. I'm, I'm a weirdo. I kind of do that. Oh well, yeah, a lot. you're taking Snapchats of your. No, you're saying in Instagram videos of your car parked up over there, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sad bastard. But but what I mean is when you're sat inside, you're sat inside the car. So you want the place where you're sat inside the cockpit to have like a some kind of ambience. I like how you call it a it. cockpit. I bet you it's not a cockpit in a Vauxhall. Well, no, it's not. It was never a cockpit in a Saab, and apparently they were based on fighter jets. <laughs> um, but um, it's just it's just bland, and and I think actually to be fair to them, I think the reason a lot of these these um, what do we call them then? Where we sit, we can't say cockpit. So what are they? The driver's seat. But that's the seat. <laughs> but you're sat in the in the what? <laughs> cockpit. For where, <laughs> right, well, let's just go with cockpit. Let's call it a cockpit. Let's go into the cockpit. But now, where where technology is taking over and everything has gone to this little screen now, they don't really. There's nothing. They can't really put much in there now. So there's no need because everything's all on the screen. But it's just it's just very. 
but they can still they can still mm. give it some kind of a design. Oh, they can, they can, and they should. But, but Vauxhall haven't. Right. Yeah. Vauxhall haven't. So it's they just, haven't bothered styling the vents or anything. No, no, the no. Instrument, no the instrument, the instrument, the binnacle, all. and all that. No, it's just all like bland, bland, bog standard. The one I had was a it was a manual gearbox. A manual gearbox in an SUV. In a, in a SUV. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't understand that. I don't. Was it a petrol it. or a diesel? It, this one was a diesel. The one I had was a diesel. I couldn't huh. figure out. I couldn't figure out what what models model it was because they do like a business edition. They do an ultimate edition. They do a premium edition. So it's quite a few different ones. But I'm assuming this one was a business this is business edition as it had the sat nav and it had the Bluetooth, um, and not much else. Right, so, the, so the business edition is the base level? No, they've got a base level one behind that. Um, but to be fair, I didn't go into that level of detail on these. I'm disappointed. Yeah? I no, want because to... it doesn't it doesn't warrant it because trim... it's it's just a it's still, it's still a grand. But trim level. levels are interesting. I find trim levels interesting. No, the, the Kia trim they, levels were very interesting last week. They're interesting on an interesting car. When you don't have an interesting car, the trim levels aren't going to do anything for you. I know, but yeah. I was talking about an Exceed, which is not an interesting car, and we I somehow managed to get excited. You got we like Kia levels. though. Yeah, we, we kind of like it. So, so and also, so. their trim levels don't make any sense. Yeah, well, nor, nor do nor do um, Vauxhalls. Nor do Vauxhalls, to be fair. Um, they do. Then they also do the hybrid version in these. But I'm I'm going with the one I had was the 1.5 turbo diesel. I'm still baffled that you drove, had a, a diesel SUV with a manual gearbox. That's a really poor combination of everything. Diesels and manuals don't shouldn't go together anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I get it when you've got a small city car because you're just like you know manual is. The, but is if the it's a diesel, no. I don't know why you put a diesel in this. Well, why would you put? Car. Yeah, you wouldn't so, put yeah. a diesel in there. But yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make for a nice driving experience. I'm talking about an SUV here. You can't have a dr nice driving experience. And, you're and on top of that, it's a Vauxhall. You can't really have a nice driving experience because um, the gear throws the gear throws on them are just horrible, and it's just it's just jerky. Especially yeah, in the I, I drove a manual car, and I won't say what because it will come up in a future episode. I drove a manual recently, and and the the gear throw was longer than the car yeah, itself. Yeah. It was the, quite a small you, car. <laughs> Coming to that, you know what? You know where the gear stick. This is the one thing that I noticed where the gear stick is. It make, and it was like. The black hole. It was the, I don't know what you call it. The surround around the. It was just the gear surround. Is what you call it. It was massive and deep, and it was taking up so much space. And I was like, you could have done something with that. You don't need a gear surround that big. Why is it so? It's like the black hole. <laughs> it's just taking up this vast <laughs> amount of space in the it's, center. It's for all of, of the travel uh, that the gear stick is going to have. Well, that's what I thought, but it didn't have as much travel as they had the, the, the space for. But anyway, okay. So guys, so it was a one point five turbo diesel. Um, actually, let me get the boring, sado caravan specs out of the way because the caravan kind of specs. Listen, the only reason you buy these heaps of junk is because you're you're one of them sad people that block up the highways and the roads and the A roads on a weekend because you're towing your caravan around. There's no other reason you would buy one of these. Why the hell would you buy one of these? Okay, so the towing weight. Oh, hang on, MPG for your Anorak fans. I'm not really bothered about MPG. I have a theory on MPG. I'll come back to it in a I've second. I've got a theory on it as well, but. The 1.2 petrol, 42.2 mpg. They do, hang on, sorry, sorry. An SUV, how much does this thing weigh? Probably close Oof. to 1.6, 1.7, yeah. 1.8 tons, maybe? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, you'd think that, but go on, you, you finish and I'll come back to it. I was going to finish by saying yeah. 1.2 petrol. I know it's going to be turbocharged, but. Come no, it's on. not. The 1.2 petrol isn't turbocharged. A naturally aspirated 1.2 petrol engine. Yeah. Right, don't yeah. try pulling any caravans in that because yeah. something's going to break mm. and, and well, not go very well. You say that, I'm, gonna, I'm coming to that point actually. And a 1.5 turbo diesel has 48.7 mpg. But you know what? In the Combined real cycle. world. Yeah. And in the real world, I'll come back to people that look at 
MPGs in the sadness of them in a minute. Towing weight for all you saddos out there. Towing capacity. Or you really did do research. I you did. researched towing capacity. Well, why else? This isn't even relevant on these things, really, isn't it? No one listening can give a shit about towing capacity. I mean, I definitely don't give a shit about towing no, capacity. No, you don't. But and, and the 12 people who are listening are probably going to drop to about 11 or 10. Yeah, but by, by the time we, we get to like 1,000 people, there's going to be a, like two or three sad people in there with no lives and no imagination, and they're going to be driving one of these. I like, so I, like I like the aspiration that you said. There's two bits that I was really like that I like there. You think we're going to get to a thousand listeners? That's really good and really positive aspiration. And then you think that two out of a thousand people care about caravans? That's also quite aspirational. Have you, ever, have you ever been? On, you ever been on an A road on a bank holiday and stuck behind a light caravan? You see them all the time on there. How many times you drive around in the state and see people with caravans parked up in their in their driveways? Man, it's, it, there are people with <laughs> plenty of uh, some of those estates it. and houses where I've seen caravans in the driveway. Well, yeah, they're not because they towed them around <laughs> on weekends. <laughs> that is not. What no, I'm not talking for. about the roundabouts. <laughs> I'm not talking about the roundabouts. Right? <laughs> right. So towing weight. So the petrol has actually it can tow up to 1,900 kilograms. The diesel. So it could tow itself. It can tow, yeah, it tows itself and the two people that you got in there. The diesel, depending on which variant of diesel you get, because they've got another engine as well. But the diesel can do 2,000 to 2,350 2, kilograms. How much does an average caravan weigh? I have absolutely no friggin' idea. It's got to be, um, got to be less, it's got to be about a ton or maybe under. They're made of paper and cardboard. Yeah, they are, they are, aren't they? But, but, well, you get some luxury caravans, don't you? So. Yeah, but if you had a luxury caravan... Would you honestly go and buy a, a Vauxhall Grandland? Well, yeah, you spent all that money on a caravan, haven't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> that's what you've got to do now, haven't you? Well, or you could just leave it on your driveway. Yeah. Oh, you can leave it in your driveway and you spend a weekend on your driveway in there. Yeah, you could, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, before I forget, boot capacity. 1,000. <laughs> whoa, hang on. I'm very impressed. And then 1,000. Well, hang on. I haven't finished. It's 1,000, though. The, the 1,652 litres. And I've, that's got to be with the seats, Dan. No, that's got to be with spillover. So basically, they're filling out the, the entire thing with water and they've calculated how Absolutely, much because the Ateca, yeah. uh, which is an SUV, only had a boot capacity of 450 yeah. or 480 litres or something. 1,652 That's got to be with the seats, Dan. Yeah, it's got or, to be. Or they're be, filling yeah. up the caravan that it's pulling. Oh, yeah, good point. That could be caravan capacity, actually, in the boot. Probably fit one in there. <laughs> so was it massive, this thing? So, no. Because I've never seen one. It looks big, right? Actually, I just said I've never seen one. I've driven one. When did you drive one? We drove one together about a year or so ago. Did we did. Oh yes, we did. We drove it. Yes, from we did. We I think you did. Did you? Uh, yeah, 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 we yeah, drove it. We drove it from Surrey yeah. to the Midlands, and I can't think why, for what purpose. Surrey to the Midlands. We did, yeah, and and. Um, we both took it in turns. I think that's because both of us just, just wanted, didn't want to drive just it. Wanted, just didn't want to drive, drive it. Like, yeah, take it, please, please take it. But that's it's taken me twenty minutes of you talking about a Vauxhall Grandland for me to remember, remember that I've that driven you, one. That that's one. how memorable this thing is. Anyway, yeah, back to what yeah. you were saying. I mean, to be fair, it is is it is a big it is a big old lump. It was a big old lump. It yeah. is was a big old lump. So anyway, so got in there now. Now we've got the boring crap out of the way. Got in there. Yeah, interior was just bland, uninspiring, unimaginative. Lots of black plastic. Black plastic. It was just black. Black, 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 black plastic everywhere. Got in it, started it up, took it out for a drive. And to be, I've got to be, I've got to be honest here, right? The engine wasn't so, it wasn't too bad actually, and the gearbox wasn't actually that bad. I mean, okay. it had a fair bit of po to it, and it had a nice mechanical feel to the gear throw, okay. which I, which I, it's mm -hmm. a personal trust, but I actually quite like that and stuff. And it went, what, but what got to me was the size of it. 
you're expecting it to be sort of planted and you're expecting it to be stable on the road. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah. It actually, do you know that that's that's quite typical of, of lots of voxels that I can think of. Is that the engines aren't great, but the engines aren't awful, and the gearboxes aren't great, but the gearboxes aren't, aren't awful. awful. The store just middle of the road. I'll come. To, yep, yep. And I'm going to come to that. It's just like a. I don't want to make that point just yet, but I will come to that. Sorry, it, sorry, it, if I ruined just. Yeah, you have. Just shut up and let me finish my segment. Yeah, this is my review. Okay. Okay. Fine. Sorry. It's going to be really boring yeah. if I don't interrupt. Anything. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Um, but so got in there, and I thought. Yeah, I thought. I thought the engine was fine. Gearbox was okay. Okay. And I didn't think anything else of it. And that was in line with the interior and the exterior. Well, yeah, whatever. Um, but in terms of stability, it was quite a windy day when I drove it. And this is quite a big car. Yeah, I can imagine it's quite tall as well. Yeah. Good for hats. Very good for hats. Yeah, we've, we've covered that before, hasn't it? And for people that are over six foot seven. Um, but we were driving, I was driving on the road and it was getting, and it was windy and you could feel it. Oh, wow. Blowing you everywhere. could really feel it going everywhere. And things, I, was, I don't know what the chassis is like, but actually. Poor? The, well. <laughs> The steering on it is v- v- extremely light. Now, I like my steering wheels to have a bit of weight and feel to them. I think most people it, do, so you can feel what's going on. Feel what's going on, especially with a car this size. You want a bit? No. The steering wheel was so light, it kind of negated anything the, sh- the chassis was capable of. I'm going to say capable, but I mean, you could. The you car used air quotes then as well. Yeah, so I did, you, didn't I? You ripped me for using pocket. air quotes earlier, <laughs> now you're using air quotes. But it was just like going along the motorway, and obviously when you're overtaking a truck, and the wind hits you, you could really feel it. And it's so sensitive where the slightest adjustment in the steering wheel, a little bit like if you have to do it a bit quicker, you can actually feel it go all the way through the chassis and the car, and to the where it rocks, the body roll. And did did your one have that um, uh, lane assist thing fitted? So in some cars, it just beeps at you and flashes at you. Oh, God, you did, but I turned that shit off. Yeah, but in voxels, it actually turns your steering wheel and puts you back into lane. I'm not sure if it does that. I know it does it in some cars. Yes. I've driven driven a couple of insignias, and it's done it in the insignia. No, no, it it didn't. It's very unnerving because they've got the light steering as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where it could be dangerous. But it didn't, from what I can recall, it didn't didn't, um, throw me back into my lane. So I just must be a better driver than you because when we're in a car, that's all it ever does with you. Any car we're in is just constantly front. And I'm thinking this car is crap and it's whatever. And then I realise it's Mo Mo that can't drive in between two white lines that are painted on the road. My actual car that I own, which we will talk about in a future episode, I don't have any problems with that. But that's because it's not designed to go in a straight line. It's not designed to stay in any kind of conformity whatsoever. And even then I managed to keep it in between the two lines perfectly and don't get any warnings. Because it doesn't have, I bet it doesn't have that lane assist. It does have lane assist. Does it? The steering wheel vibrates if you oh, uh, veer out of lane in that one. But you pull the fuse out on that one. No, I don't need to. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, it's, the car is decent. <laughs> I'm all right. But, but yeah, like, it just was, I expect a car of that size to be stable and, and, and to feel heavy. Yeah, yeah. So have some substance. Yeah, to have it. some substance. But it wasn't. Does it, does it, it just... need to be uncomfortable? Does it need no, to feel no, no, like no. a, yeah. a mid nineties Lamborghini to drive or anything? No, like no, that? no, no. It but just... you just wanted to have something behind. You know, something behind it. A car like that. The reason you buy it is because you think it's going to be confident on the road, so you're going to be confident driving and be safe. Yeah, fair I didn't really feel safe in that car, and I didn't really have the confidence to just drive it briskly or anything like that it was just like I said on the motorway the wind was just affecting it in the and, and wheels, that's but. that's where you'd use it I'd argue if you've bought a car like that and all you do is stick to kind of towns and cities it's a waste of a car I know you've got headroom for all your hats oh. but but cars like that you're going to do long long journeys you're going to load them up with the family you're going to put about five kids in the boot by the sounds of it as well yeah yeah. you know yeah. you're going to go on long distances but then I'd argue the car like that is wasted on the road anyways a car like that is supposed to be I don't know if you've got a farm or something and if you've got a farm, there are better things to buy. Oh, of course there are. Of course there are. But tractors. Some, but if you want something, the tractors. Yeah. Tractors are and much they better. They come with trailers. Got, and if you've got a farm, buy a tractor. Job yeah. done. Mm. But this, 
um, what, what, you can buy an estate. No, this gives this gives you nothing more that a decent estate wouldn't. Yeah, that's that. That was the point that I made about the Ateca, right? And you could just buy a land yeah. estate instead. Yeah. So driving this, and I got to I got to where I was going, and I just and there was nothing about this car. That, and and this is the thing with voxels; it's just a car. Mm. Yeah, it gets you from A to B. That's it. They don't put any imagination into the design, into the feel, into the drive of it. It's just yeah, let's just make a car and sell it. And the thing is, they freaking sell them. Yeah, they do. They say, and I I don't understand why anyone would have gone to go buy a Vauxhall when you look at. Obviously, we're not, we're not SUV fans, but when you look at what is else is available on the market now, the base model on this, the the, the, the edition, is twenty four thousand six hundred. Okay. Okay. And the options, there's a couple of options you can put in there, and if you spec it all out, you're looking at about twenty six and a half, twenty seven thousand. Okay. Yeah. There's not some. There's not fully huge. loaded. That's not a, not a huge yeah. amount more than the they, base price. They do. They do do a premium edition, and that comes in, which is the Elite Nav. Right. Also, the nav nav is very special. Nav, to yeah, 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 to them, mm. yeah. And that comes in at twenty nine three fifty. Okay, now that's quite a lot of money. Yeah, that's quite a lot of money. And if you go for the hybrid, you're looking forty plus. Wow, forty plus for the hybrid, version. which attracts the yeah. stamp duty we spoke which about. Which yeah, exactly like that. Then and forty grand for that is it's just. But now, when you look at the competition, now I know we don't like SUVs, but I'll compare them to it. You can get a Nissan Qashqai, which I also freaking hate. But, anyway, but it's a better car. It's a Nissan. It's a better car. They do put a bit of effort into, you know, you may not like the styling on the Nissan. It's quite busy. There's a lot going on at the front. It is, yeah, it's but, quite, it's quite, yeah, I know what you mean when you say busy. It's, it's, a, it's a very Japanese thing to do. It's a very Japanese thing. But you know Japanese pay attention to detail. We may not like the detail they pay attention to, but, but they do design detail. their cars. It's got character, right? Like it's you said, the, yeah. the Vauxhall's bland. You can't you no, you yeah. can't accuse the Qashqai yeah. of being yeah. bland. That's one thing you can't accuse it of. Yeah, no way. And with a Qashqai, okay, I haven't driven one. But considering it's a crossover SUV as well, it's going to have the same basic like. Oh, okay. it's not going to feel any worse. It's probably not going to feel it's much better feel any worse. Yeah. It's going to be a Nissan. It's going to be well built. It's going to have better reliability than Vauxhall, and it looks nicer than the Vauxhall, although, right? Although I'm not sure if that's if it's still a thing. But you know, Nissan and Renault kind of joined forces for a while, didn't they? And I'm not sure who was making the engines. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's still a for a thing. Bit. They did. I hope. I yeah. hope Renault don't make Nissan engines because Nissan can make their own engines pretty well. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> so well, they yeah. really don't need a French manufacturer yeah. coming in and fucking. So, so assuming you're assuming the Qashqai we're talking about has a Japanese engine and not a French one, then all good. It's yeah, a no I'll brainer. Go- no brainer compared to a Vauxhall um, Grandland X is a no brainer. You can also, and I like these guys as well. Actually, you can also get a Skoda Karuk. Oh, I like. Oh, yes, I and like I like. Skoda. That's a nice looking. That thing. is. I say nice looking. We sorry. said last week you can't have a nice looking one, but in the context of an of SUV, what we're talking about, yeah. again, nice looking. It's a bit bigger as well. Actually. It is quite big. That's quite a lot bigger. Seems to be a little bit more capable off road. Yeah. I mean, I could regurgitate what other people have read about it, but as I haven't driven it, I don't really want to do that. And also, most we're not motors, professionals. Exactly. Go, and, go and read about this from a yourself, actual yeah, motoring yeah. journalist. And I've, actually, I bet most of these journalists don't freaking read anyway. It's plagiarism going on left, right, and center. There is. Um, but the Carrick is twenty five six sixty. That's good value. Yeah, for equivalent, money. and uh, they give you a bit more spec in that. Yeah. And then you got the Hyundai Tuscan. Is it the Tuscan or the Tucson? Tuscan. Is it Tucson? Tucson. Tuscan? Who cares? No one's going to correct me if they do. I, I just care. did. Well, I don't care. You got that as well. Unfortunately, sorry, I didn't get a price for that. It was the end of my... Uh, oh, was your research ran yeah, out, did re- The ability to do research ran out. <laughs> but Kia Sportage, and this is what I want to come to now, okay? The Kia Sportage, base model, 20 grand. Wow. 
20 gram base model. So yeah. hang on, last week we were saying that I'm not sure what's going on with Kia's pricing because the Stinger and the Exceed, the pricing didn't make sense on yeah. them compared to what else you buy, but the Sportage for 20 grand. Basic that's, is 20 grand. That's very good value for money. Top of the range one is 34,765. So Ooh, big, big it's difference. five grand more than than the Elite Nav. But, but I, and I mentioned again as before, don't forget, seven year warranty, yeah. 100,000 miles, transferable. And if you go for the basic Sportage at 20 grand, and you get the seven-year warranty and 100,000 miles, that's a, that's a steal. Yeah, it is. It is. That is a steal because you're not getting out with anyone else. And I imagine when, when they say base mm. model, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know what number they gave it. Probably five because it doesn't uh, make you know, any sense. After your section last week, I didn't even attempt to look at the, the specs. You just looked, the, the cheapest one they did. I right? just got the I, range I, that we've got. I, yeah. I, I, I would, I'd be willing to bet that it probably comes with the extras you'd need it probably oh it, yeah it comes it with definitely you. have central locking electric windows power steering oh that's a given now parking yeah, sensors yeah, yeah, automatic yeah. lights yeah, wipers yeah it had that and it had all a nice stereo yeah. yeah it didn't have sat nav okay it didn't have heated seats that's and all fine. that but you know, I, I can't remember the last time I used sat nav I was exactly about to say, I, was ex- I was about to say just that you know back in the day people wanted to buy cars and they're like has it got sat nav has it got sat nav has it got sat nav now with your phones Waze Google Maps <laughs> We discussed Waze the other day. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't do. use Waze. No. <laughs> yeah, in case you've got Waze do, in the background. Yeah, pe- apparently people yeah. do. But how many times have uh, we've been in the car so many times I've never and used you, it put your, you put your phone on for sat-nav? Of course I do. When it's got sat-nav in the car? Of course I do. It's, it's much more reliable. It's it dynamically yeah. Google Maps dynamically routes and all sorts of stuff and I trust so, that yeah. way more than I trust the sat-nav You want to save a bit of money in a car? Don't go for sat-nav. You've got it on your phone. Do you know what? They'll probably throw it in these days anyway. Yeah, they probably do. But I'm thinking like second-hand market and things like that. What, you, what you should go for... This is not advice again, but what you should go for, Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Because then what no, that I allow- hate that. No, no, what it allows you to do is it allows you to put Google Maps onto the big screen. Yeah, but then you can't do anything else with it, like play the radio or anything you like can. that. You can. No, it you takes s- over the screen. This is user error. You can. I can play Spotify and I can have Google Maps, which is the only two things I want from my phone. No, no, but sorry, no, I mean, on your car, though, you can't say if you want to use the radio or the dab on the car. I don't think you can do that when you've got Apple Play connected because uh, it takes over the screen. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't listen to the radio or dab anyway. Yeah, no, see, so it doesn't. So it doesn't do that. So, but I mean, I get your point. Yeah, you can just connect Apple Play and Google Play makes it easier to connect to and stuff. So that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's, if you're not overly bothered about listening to, to Dab or, or kind of commercial radio stuff, then, um, yeah. you know. And, and Although actually, I think Dab's quite good though, because you do get a lot on there. Yeah, but what we should be saying to people is you say, don't worry about that. What you can do is connect your phone and yeah. you can boot up Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and yeah. you can listen to us instead for your journey. And then you can do there that you with yeah. your Google Maps. But actually, if you don't have SatNav, can you use Apple Play? I don't know. It depends on the spec of the car, whether it comes with it or not. I, don't yeah, know I think you have to have that screen or whatever to be able to use Apple Play. I imagine you? it varies by model. I don't yeah, know. I guess. Okay. But actually, one th- I just wanted to mention one thing about the Sportage, actually. So I looked at the equivalent model, which is the 1.6 GDI, which is a petrol engine. Yeah, It's not a diesel engine. It's a GDI. This is what's interesting. So the Grand Annex is a 1.5 diesel. T- turbo diesel. The... Sportage is a 1.6. Now, for all you sad people there that want um, that are turning your car around, or maybe you just got your kids stuck in a trailer and you're turning them, the torque on the Vauxhall, it's got 312 newton meters of torque. Okay. Okay. The Kia, oh, I don't think you're pulling a caravan around. It's only got 218. Yeah. Out of a bigger engine, though, it's got more cylinders as well in the Kia engine. It's a bigger engine, but you're getting less torque out of it. It's got more cylinders. Is, are they both not four cylinders? No, they're not. They're not. The, the Vauxhall three-cylinder. That's a three-cylinder 1.5 turbo yep. diesel? Really? Yep. yep. Okay, that's quite an impressive amount of torque. That must have a massive turbo on it. 
Which one? The Vauxhall engine. Yeah, yeah, must have. Yeah, that is that is a. But, but I suppose the, the diesel engines are talky by nature as well, aren't they? They are. Yeah, true. But that's another reason why I like the Kia now because you can't tow a caravan. You around. can't tow a caravan. Go and buy the Kia. Yeah, I've actually never seen. And no, I was about to say though, actually, what the and there you, I've given you the options there and that, and the Kia again, talking about keeping it in concept, we're talking. Not a bad looking car. Not a bad looking SUV. Sorry, it's not. You look at it and you think, oh, that's all right. In a yeah. nice color, looks right. Because stick it next to the Grand Land X, it's a no friggin' brainer. Yeah. I mean, why would you, you're looking to spend, let's average it out, I don't know, 20, 26 grand on the, on the thing, on the Vauxhall, yeah? Depending on which spec you go for. You can spend 20 grand and get a nicer looking car. Yeah. And you get seven years, one, 300,000 miles on it. So why would you, and this is the thing I do not understand. And what disappoints you about Vauxhall and a lot of other car makers as well, actually, is, why not just spend a bit of time and put a bit of effort into it and just make it a little bit inspiring and put Nicer. some imagination into it? And then, and then, but then, to my point, why do people buy voxels? I, I, I don't, I genuinely do not understand why you think I've got 25 grand to spend, I'm gonna go out and buy a dreary old voxel. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you in on some information now. And I, I realise that by doing this, I'm opening myself up for abuse. So I've braced myself for it already. Well, I'll give it to you anyway, but it's just going to So um, me and my family, like immediate family, have owned quite a lot of voxels in our time. Would you like me to list all the voxels we've owned? No, I wouldn't. The fact that you said you own voxels, that you list. I said before. Listen, I said before. You you call yourself a petrolhead. You don't. You never owned a Rover. Now you're telling me you've owned voxels. I don't know why I'm sat here doing this with you. For anyone that wants to apply to join Dribble Podcast as a co-host, please contact us on the Instagram page and let me know. <laughs> I, I I control the Instagram page, so anybody who sends us messages, I'm contact me on the Facebook page. Okay, the the position is open, and we need to fill it immediately. <laughs> Uh, and the disclaimer is, if you haven't owned a Rover or you've owned Vauxhalls, don't bother applying. <laughs> so whilst we wait for your new co-host to join, Freaking in the out. meantime, the list of Vauxhalls that we've owned in my family, right? And <laughs> so we've owned a 1991 Vauxhall Cavalier. It was a it, it was a, a, a two-liter GLI. Don't worry, I'm not going to go through the spec of every single one. But this one was, was, was like, it was it was in metallic blue, and it had a, a lovely spec. A lovely spec meaning that it had electric front windows only. The rears were manual, mm-hmm. manual winding windows because this was early 90s and that's what luxury was all about. I'll tell you what, talk to the listeners, not to me because I'm going to do something else. You're going to do something else. Yeah, okay. So listening. he's not I'm listening not, to I'm me anymore. To uh, we, we then, uh, wow, if I look at the number of Vauxhall Astra zones, there's quite a lot. There was a 1993 Vauxhall Astra 1.4 petrol. A 93 Astra. A 93 Astra. <laughs> that, that did the rounds in is the family. Is this when you had your student loan? So it's all no, you no, did. this was me. This is my family as well. My, so my brother drove the, the Astra quite a lot. So the Cavalier was my dad's that my brother then then took off him. Uh, then my brother bought a, a silver Astra, 1.4 silver 1993 Vauxhall Astra. There was a, a purple, <laughs> a purple Vauxhall Astra, 1995. It was a dark metallic purple. That you was, know, these are all owned by you. You're just trying to make you blame it on your brother so I don't give you any more abuse. They're not owned by me. So the, 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 the dark purple 1.8 petrol engine Astra was, a, was like a slightly more sporty one. <laughs> my my sister drove that one. A sporty one. Astra. A sport, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they get sportier. Don't worry. Um, there was a, an Astra SXI. That was a sports trim, one point six, two thousand and two oh, model. Went for a GTE um, at any point. There was a. I'm pretty sure there was another Astra. I don't know if it was a petrol or a diesel. Another two thousand Astra in silver, in in this lovely shade of like dull silver. Um, then there was an Astra Coupe, a two thousand and two Astra Coupe. Um, I'm sure. Didn't they do a Bertoni in that? That was the one. 
That was the one, yes. What the hell was Bertoni? They're a styling house, by the yeah, way. Yeah, styling yeah. company is a bit like Pininfarina. What the hell was Bertoni doing letting his name go on the back of Astra? It was a... Okay, I was going to say it wasn't a bad-looking Astra. It was better than some of the other the other Astras. And then the, the, the creme de la creme, uh, a 2008 Astra VXR. So this was the 2D oh Turbo, 240 horsepower. freaking chav. It wasn't me. This My sister you bought this. Well, she's a, a chav as well, then. <laughs> it was a great car. VXR. Oh, my. That is the worst car that I... Oh, they pissed me off the VXRs because yeah. all they do is stick a friggin' turbo in in a car they don't do nothing else with the chassis they can't go round a corner anyway I know let's put a big ass engine in it and put a turbo in it and there you go all the chavs will rush round and pick it up and then go to Halfords and do donuts in a freaking car park it was front wheel drive you couldn't do donuts no, but you could understand yeah oh you could understand on it anyway even without that a VXR is the most pointless <laughs> sports spec vehicle ever oh my god I'm not done with the list <laughs> Then, I then, hate if we, then if we get to uh, the list of voxels that I've owned, I had a, uh, a Corsa B, 1998 voxel Corsa 1.4. Uh, then I had the model up the, the Corsa C. I bought the SRI. That was the 1.8 SRI. And do you know why I bought that? So when I was, what, 1920 or whenever it was, I bought this. Obviously, as a, as a young person, insurance is sky high, through the roof, especially when you're living in kind of inner city Birmingham, insurance is mental. Um, so I looked for the fastest, most powerful car I could find that was a Group 10 or under insurance. This was back in the day when insurance groups went up to 25, now they're up to 50, so I don't know what it equates to now. The Corsa SRI was the uh, was the most powerful car you could get that was a Group 10 or under insurance. And that's why I bought it, because I wanted a big engine and I wanted... 100 the Corsa SRI was the most powerful. And how powerful was this? It was 100... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. It was Hang on, you're the one that said was the most powerful engine I could buy. How powerful it, was it? <laughs> yeah, going up to a Group 10 car insurance. How, how it was 100, powerful 100 was it? 130 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 8 seconds. You'd never get to 60 in that thing. You would. It was fine. It was actually fairly all right. I was going to say quick then, but then I'd driven quick cars afterwards. Um, and then and then the, the car that I then got um, that replaced that was a, a, a Vauxhall VX220. I can't afford a Lotus Elise, so I'm going to buy a Vauxhall VX220. I knew you were going to say that. freaking hairdresser, man. Why the... Oh. Hang on, hang on. I knew, and I knew you were you know going to say this as we, well. You know, before we did... And Let's, don't give me always a capable handling car. I don't give a shit. It's a Vauxhall VX220, yeah. It's a, it was a great car. It was... If you'd taken the Vauxhall... Great bad, It was a great car. car. It was a great handling car. It was really, really fun. If you'd taken the Vauxhall badges off it, no one would have known anything. Well, if you'd have taken the Rover badge off Rovers and stuck BMW on there, no one would have known anything either. Well, actually, do you know why it was better than the Elise? Because uh, Elise used the Rover K-Series engine, which was shit. But well, that what, was their mistake. They should have used the T-Series engine. What Vauxhall did was they took the Elise chassis and the, and everything, and then what they stuck in the back of it was the 2.2 oh, so engine. So they, they didn't really do anything. They just stole someone's car and put another engine in it. They did, and they did the smart thing, because they put the 2.2 engine out of the Vectra in there, which was an engine that was designed to go up and down motorways and do 150,000 miles. Vectra. You don't think we didn't have a Vectra. No, I didn't have a Vectra. So, so they did the smart thing. They put in an engine that could easily take the stress and strain of doing shitloads of of miles put it into a very very lightweight sports car this engine had some decent low down torque as well and actually because the exhaust was so short it made a pretty nice noise they did the right thing the vx220 was a great car and i want to stand by that and then i'm going to go back to your point about hairdressers actually you know what you know why suvs would be useful or these cross stands so you can drive over those pieces of shit Sacrilege. Sacrilege. No, I'm go- no it is not. I am oh gonna buy I'm gonna God. buy another VX two twenty one day just you, to piss listen, you off now. You do realise that 
max power probably doesn't exist anymore, yeah? Them days are over. It's not a max power car. Right. It is a max power car. It's not. Oh, it's not. You couldn't fit a sub anywhere in that car. It's definitely not a max power car. You didn't have to put a sub in it to be a max power car. That was just that was just for the elite status. That was max that was, it was still a, it was still a max power car, man. Ma- oh. Max power was scantily clad women and twelve inch subwoofers. That's what you Max probably had them in the seat, didn't you? What the subwoofers? Yeah, well, you're not going to get scanning kind of women, are you? Let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs> Touche. That's very. That's. I like it. Really smart and witty. Look, there was only one Vauxhall ever, ever built. I know what you was worth say. owning. I know what you're going to say. Go on. The Lotus Carlton. Yes. Mm, I did some stats on that. That is the only one. And you know what? There was. It might not even been that great. I've never actually driven one, but the, it was a Lotus Carlton. I mean, actually, no, it was a be- back in that back in the days when it came out. That was a beast, and it looked mean. Would you like to give me? Would you like me to give you some statistics? Not really, but you're going to anyway. Of course, I am. 1993, right? It did 177 miles per hour. That was the top speed in 1993. 360 horsepower, which I know these days Mate, they get out of a washing machine. 90, when did that come out in 1993? 1993. I think it might have come out in 92, maybe. J Reg was the early earliest one, so maybe the early nineties. Anyway, they were developing. Yeah. They they were developing it in the yeah. early nineties. Anyway, three hundred and sixty horsepower from a twin turbo three point six liter engine, one hundred and seventy seven miles per hour, and because Lotus were involved, it handled. Yeah, yeah, it did, it did, it did. And Vauxhall could have could have really kicked on from. Do, do you know what they I mean? had some other hits as well? well they the did. Hits. I don't know what you class as a hit, but okay, go on. So I'm going to say Astra, and then you're going to roll your eyes at me. But the Which Astra, Astra? Astra GSI turbos, the early ones. So, so when Vauxhall did their I suppose turbos, period Pacific, okay, yeah, period, period Pacific, Pacific yes. when they yeah, did yeah, their yeah, yeah. when they did like their yeah. turbocharged I mean, cars, you've missed out one of their greatest cars they ever made, the Novas. Did they, I don't think they ever did a turbo? They did Nova SRIs. They did a Nova GTE. GTE, that's the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of, yeah. And they did an SRI. Yeah. So the Novas, yeah, yeah. Um, the Cavalier Turbo Four x Four. So, I mean, I guess they heard they heard your criticism, which was put, just put a big engine in Didn't it. it yeah. And they added four-wheel drive yeah, so yeah, they yeah, could yeah, maybe yeah, stick yeah, to the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did the same thing in the Calibra as well. Remember the Calibra? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like a sieve when it rained. Yeah, it was like a sieve when it rained. It was a nice-looking oh. sieve. For the, for the period, it looked better than the Probe. What else did... Oh, yeah, we're not going to class... But actually, you know what? The it Calibra... Was, was a nice-looking yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. And then the, Period-specific, yes. They did the, they did that, the yeah. turbo, the 4x4 turbo in that as well. Yes, the Cleaver actually, yeah, yeah. I do remember looking at Cleaver and thinking, yeah, they are quite nice actually. Yeah, so so you know what? But I'd say they they had their moments, but let's face it, they've probably they made up. hundreds of cars and we've named five that are decent. Well, that's because the only probably the only decent uh, the only decent ones we made. Look at them now, they don't Sorry. have a VXR range now. Uh, no, they were gonna bring back the GSI moniker apparently. But they don't. Now they just make shit engines, shit cars and shit engines. Yeah, boring, it's like yeah. Volvo. Volvo, you know what disappoints me about Volvo, right? Is like overnight, they made such a step and such a change in their design. But yeah, they, they did. And then they said, "We'll change the cars, but we'll get rid of the, uh, the exciting engines that we do." Yeah, the five cylinder, the five pot T five engines. It's like now you've got you've got you've got nothing in their range. Yeah, they're, they're all Just, they're all about kind of safety and economy. That's and fine. That. They've always been about safety and economy, but they always had like T five and R. They always had nice engines. Yeah. Now they're just just about safety. But and and, and what's even worse about uh, Volvo is Polestar, which was their performance sub-brand that hardly made anything, yeah. has now gone off and they're just doing electric cars only. Only, yeah. As well, we always have disagreement because I always say you can't buy a Polestar car, but you seem to think we can. You can, you yeah, you can, you can get them. I don't, think, I, don't th- I don't think you can. You can't. You, you can't can, buy you, a Polestar. You can. You can get the. Uh, I think it's the V60. No. They've got a website and stuff like V40. that, but you can't actually buy one. Oh no! Go on Auto Trader. 
buy one. You oh, can get yeah. a used V. You can get a V. Is it a V60 or yeah. a V40 Polestar? Actually, they come with the V6 engine, 350, yeah. 360 horsepower. Really? Actually, yeah. Volvo. We're going to do a segment on Volvo. So, if anyone's got a Volvo, they want to give us. Let us know. But I do want to do a segment on Volvo. Yeah, I, I drove an XC90 once, which pretty much drove itself down the M40. That was pretty cool. We had the estate a couple of years back, remember? We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was nice. The V70 or whatever Yes, it is. and that was a new one, wasn't it? That was yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, the XC90 I had was, was a new yeah, one. Yeah. It was a 2018 car or something that I drove. Yeah, they are nice. Yeah, they are nice. So we will yeah. we will do a section on, on Volvo, definitely. Are we done with your? Are, are you done with voxels now? Oh yeah, I was, you were about to say are you done with my dribble. It's actually yeah, your dribble yeah. this time. Well, you, no, yeah. So you basically, dribbled on for almost an hour about voxel. Can you believe you know, that? If I'd have said that at the start of this episode, you're going to talk for almost an hour about voxels. I think you would have switched off, let alone the listeners. That's my research, thank you. That's that was your research. research. But yeah, impressed. like I, I, just to emphasize the point, yeah, if you're going to buy something like that, no, no SUV is going to be a great handling car. No SUV is going to be a great driving car. I mean, to be fair, it was fairly comfortable, though. Didn't have the issues that you oh, had. Oh, it didn't it, have it, the attacker issues. Okay. No, no, no. It was comfortable, just a nice, easy drive. I mean, it, it didn't take up the big bump so much, but it was fine for what it is. But I mean, like, why, why choose to buy a Vauxhall when there are nicer, better alternatives out there, more interesting alternatives. And you know, ah, this is another thing that pisses me off about Vauxhall. Go to your website, we're giving you £500 off. £500 500 off a car. Thank you. <laughs> yeah? I'm like, are you serious? £500? That's not really going to entice me when I'm spending 26 grand. You want to give me, give me three grand, four grand off a car, then £500 off isn't going to entice me to coming and buy any car and be a Vauxhall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, That's a very what, valid point. What yeah. kind of offer is that? £500? Do you know what? I think their marketing department is probably the same people who are the design department, who are the engineering department, just completely, meh, whatever. We'll just, yeah, we'll just churn we get, something out. We get people coming and buy them, and I just want to know why. You cannot say you buy them because they're cheap, because they're not cheap. And by the way, there's no cheap cars out there anymore. Yeah. Well, Dacia. Dacia do cheap cars. Yeah, but Dacia are so cheap and crap that no one's really going to, you, uh, you know, you're not really going to class them with anyone else. No, you're they're, not. they're where Kia or Sassignong were like Sang, three... Sangyong. Sangyong were... <laughs> Sangyong are still going. Yeah, but they were, they were three years ago. Yeah? Yeah. They were, comp- they were entering... So and you're Proton, gonna do you remember Proton? Proton, are they still going? They're not no, still they're going. Not still no, thank God for that. Um... But they're where they are. So by generalising, there's no cheap cars out there anymore. Yeah, no, that you're So you're you right. can't really think, oh, I need a cheap car unless you're buying second hand. If you're buying new, there is no cheap cars out yeah. there anymore. Back to the point where you last week we were saying about hot hatches and hot hatches. I'm like, they're not there's no hot hatches out there anymore. So have a look around. Look, you've got the cash guy, you've got the Skoda Carrot, you've got the Sportage, even a Hyundai. Yeah, they're nice, they still look better than that. Why do you need to you don't need to buy a Vauxhall? Are you finished? You finished talking about Vauxhall? Yeah, done. Yeah, are you sure? Because yep. I want to talk about a word. A word? A word. Right, word. Are you trying to be gangster now? No, 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 a word. The word I want to talk about is sports, and or sport, the singular. If I were to say to you, describe a sports car, what would it What would it be? And I'm not testing you anything. Just either, just either give me a description or a car that pops into your mind when I say sports car. Are you talking about a sports car or the people sports that stick car. a badge on the back? No, no, it's a sports car. If I say sports car... A sports car, what generalizing? It's, yeah, it's, just generally, it's got to handle. It's got to handle well and have okay. some oomph around it. How yeah? many doors? A sports car's got well two doors, isn't it? Two doors. Yeah. You can't have a. You can't. Well, I'm gonna say you can't have, but a sports car. And I'm going back to my point here. A sports car is designed to be sporting, so you drive it on a track. So you drive a two door sports car. 
the, 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 the kind of car where you go on a Sunday morning, you go, I've got nowhere to I've go to. I've got to go to Brands Hatch. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But I want a nice, spirited, brisk drive, hit some A-roads. Yeah, I'm just going to go out for the purpose of driving. And, just because it's a nice car it's to drive. It's an occasional A to A car. So yeah. you might use it for A to B as well to go to work. Oh, yeah, two doors. And then on the no weekend, you go A to A. Yeah. Well, they don't have back seats anyway, but yeah. Yeah, right. That That's the image. Good. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you agree, yeah, right? Yeah. Because the thing I want to talk about is the overuse of the word sports yeah. when it comes to cars. You talking about you know, things that piss you off, the VX220 or the mm-hmm. Astro VXR. Piss, mm. This this pisses me off, oh, sports, no. right? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why they just go, I know, we'll put sports in the title or the name or whatever. And people will suddenly go, oh, my God, it's a two-door it's coupe. A yeah. They're not yeah. stupid, right? So, so well, I did, they I, are. I, I, did, I did, obviously, I did some research. The first thing that annoys I thought me. My research is not going to be any research for this show. That's why no, I kept it short. I can't just rely on your research, which is probably factually incorrect. What I am proud of, by oh. the way, you didn't use your made up 70% statistic today. You know, normally you come up with, you, you make oh, up yeah. your percentages and it's always between 60 and 70%. Yeah. You didn't use that. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well done. You're getting better. You must be learning from me. But anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. <laughs> like vehicle types with sport in the title. Okay. Sports utility vehicle. Oh, God. It's not sport. SUVs are not sporty. They're vehicles. Yeah. yeah? They can be... They they have some utilitarianness about them, but they're not sporty. That's what SUV is. Sport is in the title, isn't it? Sport in the title. So why? Why? Why is it okay to call it sporty? What's sporty about an X freaking six? Fuck all. Fuck all is sporty about an X6, right? Then you've got, like we did last week, the Exceed sports crossover. It's not. It's not it's a sports not a crossover. There's nothing sports. What about. sports do they think they're going to play in them? Like I don't know, croquet or polo or what? You, what sport are you going to play on? Yeah, in them? I don't know. I can't think of any sports that require you to kind of not move around. Most of these cars much. manufactured these days are designed to fit your golf bats in them. Yeah, that's it. That's not a sport. Golf that's... is not a sport. It's a game. Well, yeah. Okay, so that's. I, I don't know if they're saying sports. It's a golf utility vehicle. <laughs> you call it GUV. Yeah, so call it a GUV because that's <laughs> Maybe, all. Yeah, the golf crossover. Yeah. But then, but then I think uh, Volkswagen will probably be a little bit annoyed because they Why? call their actual car a golf. So maybe, or maybe well, extra, it might just point, be extra yeah. marketing for them. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sports crossover. Audi's five door models are called Sportback. Oh, how is how is that Sportback? What is if a sport anything? Back? You've yeah. gone worse because yeah. you've gone from a three door or a two door car to a five door. So if you're going to use Sport incorrectly. Yeah. Use it on the model that's got maybe the correct number of doors. Yeah. Don't use it on your five-door <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. models. What the well, fuck? Well, actually, you've gone from a sport, a big, massive thing that you're calling a sport, and now you've decided, no, that's not a sport. We're going to design it like this and call it a sport. So yeah, you're cross- you've got- yeah, exactly. You go from SUV, which yeah. is massive, down to a crossover, which is small, to sportback, which could be anything from an A1 five-door all the way to an A7. A1 doesn't do five-door, does it? They do, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the size of a shoebox. It is, but you can get into it through five ways, apparently. <laughs> and then you can go, you can go <laughs> that goes all the way up to the A7, right? So oh. that's the sportback as well. They should call it the whaleback. Then... And I'm going to pick on one of our. So then, what do, what do they what do they call their SUVs now? If they're calling us an A7 a Sportback, what do you call the SUV? They still call that an SUV as well. They can use Sport more than once. It's okay. You're going to overuse it, at least overuse it effectively. Sure, how dumb the general public are. Then I'm going to pick on a brand that we actually like, Alpha. So Alpha yeah. Romeo call yeah. their estates Sport wagons. Don't care. It's an Alpha. I don't care. They it's can not... call, They can call it Uranus for all I care. My anus or your anus? Anyone. <laughs> anyone's anus. It's an Alpha. Alpha. Anyone's anus. Alpha. It's an Alpha. Take them off the list. No, no, they're on the list. Sport wagon. They're not the only ones that call it a sport wagon. Um, actually, no, they are. So Alpha call it a sport wagon. Mazda and Jaguar call their 
estates. Sport, sport break. break. Not a shooting not break. Not a shooting break, sport break. Sport break. Because it's not a true shooting break, is it? And then on the subject of shooting break, and I had a Mercedes shooting break. I'm using air quotes again on the okay, podcast. Yes. So I need to yeah. tell you when I do it so you know what I'm doing. I had a Mercedes shooting break. Okay. It's not a shooting it's break. It's not a shooting break. Good tell them, man. What's a shooting break? A shooting break is basically an elongated three-door car. It is. So yeah? it's effectively so an estate, it's but it's got estate, two doors it's got and then two long-ass doors. So basically, think of the Jensen Interceptor, which is the only true sporting break I can think of. And maybe there were a few back in a shooting break I can think of. But there probably were a few more in the days, but that's the most famous one. Yeah. So so also all yeah. these cars that are uh, just the an, manufacturers jumping on the yeah, bad wagon now saying estate. shooting break. They're not shooting breaks. But anyway, back to that. Why why are you calling your estate cars sport? sport. Yeah, I know. They're the I, least sporty version of the car that you're making. You know what we need to do, actually? We need to, we need to go to these manufacturers, walk into the showroom, look at the car, and then ask them, after wasting their time for 20 minutes, ask them, why is it called a sports car? What's sporty about this, please? You think that you think the person that's working in the showroom... Well, it's their job to know. Is going to know got to answer, Their job is to answer all the questions I have about their vehicle. Can I come with you when you do that? Yeah, of that's course. That's hilarious. Of course. We'll Can take we our recording it? equipment. We're going to record it. <laughs> Actually, oh my, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get, we're going to identify all the sport models that we don't think are sport models, and I'm, then we're going to go to them. I'm going to ask them. So I was no. looking for a sports version. What's Nice segue, and I'm also disappointed that you wouldn't have expected me to do that for this episode. I've listed all of the sport, the, the models that have sport in the name that aren't sporty. Oh, this is this is interesting. Now, this part of your research is interesting. So, Range Rover Discovery Sport. Discovery Sport. And by the way, when I'm doing this, I'm not talking about a variation. So this isn't the Range Rover Land Rover Discovery, the sport version. This is the Range Rover Land Rover Discovery Sport, sport. to give it its full name, in case anybody was wondering. How do you... A Discovery is probably one of the most versatile and most useful vehicles in it. I mean, to be fair to it, if you're a farmer, you don't buy a Range Rover, you don't buy a Range Rover Sport, you buy a Disco Discovery the discovery, what the the, sport? What, why the discovery sport. Do you remember the Freelander that they did? The Freelander. Oh, yeah, the cheaper. I can't afford a proper one. So I'm That's what the Discovery know. Sport is. So they dropped the Freelander name and they called it a Discovery Sport. So it's the, it's it's a, it's a effectively the new version of the Freelander. I say new version. It's been out for God knows how many years. Actually, have you seen the new Discovery? It's all right, yeah. Do you, no, I forget the looks of it. But in terms of... Hang like, on, are you talking Discovery or Defender? Defender, sorry. Okay, yeah, the agriculture well, forget, one. We'll come back to that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a, a car that is designed to be used for what they've got a lot of thoughts gone into that. Yeah, and I also quite like boxy looking SUVs. I quite appreciate mm. a boxy looking car if it's done right. I don't. Not, I'm not no. talking Nissan Cube. I'm talking like Suzuki Jimny. Uh, the, uh, the, oh. the 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 uh, Jimny you could push over with one the, hand. The, the Discovery, Discovery, not the Discovery Defender. Sorry, Defender. that we just discussed. I like the Defender because it's it's utilitarian, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what it, I like about that's yeah, what I like yeah, about yeah. boxy SUVs. Anyway. Another car, we've mentioned it already, the Kia Sportage. It's mm. the least sporty one in their range, so why oh, call it the yeah. Sportage? As good as a car it is, it's mm. a stupid it's name. It's a stupid name, yeah. Ford EcoSport. Then, it, doesn't that designate the engine that's in it? No, that's EcoBoost. The EcoSport is a is model. It, it's wait. called a Ford EcoSport. It's a crossover hatchback on stilts type oh, of thing. I think I know what you mean. But they've got some weird model names. They've got something that's called a Veloce or something like that, isn't it? But it looks like a Ford Focus. Yeah, but yeah. Volance, Valance, or something? No, I don't know. Volance, yeah, something. Every if time any, I look if at anyone that. knows how to pronounce it, tell us, because we're not going to look into that. We're not going to research that. No. So there's that as well. Uh, Mitsubishi Shogun Sport. Oh, my God. Again, it's the least... From a manufacturer who did... That's the just a three, boat. The, who did the 3000 GT or GT, uh, GTO or the FTO or the Eclipse or whatever, which were, you know, sports cars. They didn't call any of those sports. sports no, they no. called their 4x4 off-roader sport. What? Why? I don't get it. Anyway, stupid. Um, Sang Young. 
Sangyong, they can't, they can't have a sport. They don't. Have you seen their cars? They can't have. They don't have a sport version. It's the Sangyong Corando Sports. I didn't even bother researching what. A have Corando you seen the Corando? No, mate. It is. It's like it's it's a truck. <laughs> it's a truck on wheels. That's why they got Vinnie Jones to bloody do it. Did they? Yeah. So he's doing something. No, yeah, no. that's why they got Vinnie Jones to advertise it because it's just like as rough as he is. Right. So the Corando Sports is a model. Not a trim, it's a model. God. And then the VW Transporter Sportline. Again. Oh, I like a Transporter. You, no, no, know, you I, know I like my vans. I like a Transporter as well. I've got nothing against a Transporter. And that's one of the you know, that's one of the better vans as well. We're going to do but, a segment on vans. But I know you said this last time. I'm still yeah. waiting for your research yeah, yeah, on it, uh, which we could be waiting for a while because you wasted all your research doing it on Vauxhall today. But why mm. call it a Sportline? And again, it's not a trim level. It's, it's the model. It's the VW Transporter Sportline. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I think they've done? What they're turning sport into is a trim line, yeah? So, you know, before you get S line, this line, and they just stick some wheels on it and some alloys on it and put a bit of paint or colour or trim on it. And that's what they're referring to now. And that's what I don't like. It's almost like you've read my notes. Because genuinely, the third point I've put is trim levels. Yeah, that's what So So if we take, an, a, a, again, another car that we briefly mentioned, the BMW 2 Series Active Tourer. So for anybody who doesn't know what it is, Right. You don't really need to, but Th- think of if Postman Pat's van wasn't painted in red, and instead of <laughs> instead, instead of blacking out the windows or, or panelling them up, they yeah. put actual windows and doors in there. Yeah. That is the Active Touring Two Series or whatever it's called, Two Series Active Tourer. Yeah, they do that, and it's not sporty at all. In M Sport trim, this is what annoys me. You can't just call a trim sport and expect it to be a sports car. How do you do it with yeah. S line? Everything is. They've got too many lines. How do you? You can you can buy you can buy Q fives, Q sevens, Q eights, whatever in S S line trim. They're not sports cars. But actually, to to BMW, everyone does it. It annoys me. What they used to do with BMW, that actually, if you got a BMW, I'm thinking E forty six is the E numbers because I used to have one. If you had a uh, let's say you had the E forty six three thirty Ci Sport or M Sport. It wasn't just a trim line because the suspension, yeah, yeah. The, the the front arm, control arms, everything was different do, do to the remember, normal car. Do you remember the E36 318IS and the S Sport? I do, Sport, I yeah? do, yeah, yeah. That had its suspension tuned, Low by, suspension the, too, yeah. tuned by the, um, the BMW M guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when Sport actually meant Sport because they actually, they're not just changing the look of the car, the feel of the car. Yeah. Yeah, but now, I don't even know, I don't know if BMW still do that, still do that. Well, I mean, they, I guess if any of them were sat in the room with us, they could argue that, well, no, no, the M Sport or the S-Line trims have uh, sport suspension, which just means uncomfortable suspension these days. It doesn't mean suspension tuned by anybody. I don't think that does, though. I don't think the, uh, the, M, the now, the M Sport, well, the M Sport. I think they do. do. They, they, yeah, they yeah. make a feature. But BMW will only do that. I'm saying everyone else doesn't really do yeah, that. They, uh, yeah, they just call it a sport and they just put some bigger wheels on it and that's it. Yeah, and, and I don't what, what, all of a sudden, in, I say all of a sudden, in the last few years, it's it's become that the sport trim is the one to go for. It's the best one. And yeah, okay, maybe the one that looks the best. Looks but going really, back to the point I made a few episodes ago, you can still make a car look nice but also make it comfortable. Don't turn it into something, or yeah, attempt to yeah, turn yeah. a non-sporty car, car a, into a, sport. you know, a luxury car or a family car, turn it into a sports yeah, car yeah. for the sake of trim. Yeah, have your... Sports version, yeah, and leave and leave the rest alone. Yeah, make a GTI yeah. version or an R version or it. whatever VXR yeah, yeah, version. Yeah. As much that's as where Golf over. are actually quite good, aren't they? They'll have their one point sixes, their matches, and all that, and then they'll have the GTI. Although they now have an R line spec. Oh, so I, I, well, the GTI called, doesn't exist anymore, does it? The GTI does. Oh no, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah the they R, have the, yeah, they have the GTI, yeah, yeah. and then they have. So an they're going R. down the Audi route of S and RS. Yeah, basically. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but uh, they were one of the first to do it. The the uh, the R first came about R32. in Mark IV, guys. Yeah, the R32, which yeah. wasn't actually called a Golf. It was just called a Volkswagen R32, did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then they had the GTI. So, so they've been doing it for a, for a oh, while as yeah, well. Yeah. But yeah, that that was that really bothers me. The, the overuse of the word sports Do you in know cars. What? It's the overuse. It, it seems to be like car producers can decide on, you know what? They're, they're, is there a niche in the market? No. Let's create a niche in the market. Yeah. Let's design this car. We know we've got sheep that are going to come and buy it. And people do. Yeah. And it's like the public, You, you it's, it, they're the ones that are being idiots because they'll just go and buy If you didn't buy it, they'd stop producing you it. Know, you know, the, 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 the niche, I think it's a, it's, it's got to be a prank. It can't be serious. And it's getting out of hand now. You know when they make the mm-hmm. SUVs and then they make the coupe version of the SUV. So, oh. so if you take Mercedes, for example, GLC, you can, you can buy a GLC yeah. and a GLA. No, GLE, sorry. You can also yeah. buy a GLA, but that's not what I'm talking yeah. about here. Buy a GLC and a GLE. The normal GLC and GLE look like your conventional SUVs, yeah. i.e. slightly horrid and, and a little bit boxy. You can buy yeah, a GLC coupe. coupe oh, and you no. can buy a GLE coupe. coupe yeah. They're not yeah. coupes. They're not. They don't have two and doors. doors no. They have no. four doors yeah. and, and a big hatch boot. All they've and done the Idiots is, go and buy them. Yeah, I've got a coupe, GLE coupe. All they've done is they've just made it less practical for the people in the back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've, and they've made it less practical yeah. with the boot. And, and BMW yeah. started with this with the X6. X6. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. took an X5, a perfectly good X5, and they gave it a stupid boot yeah. and only two seats, seats in the back instead yeah. of three. Yeah. And with reduced headroom. With reduced headroom. People are like, oh, I've got a coupe. I've got an X6 coupe or a GLE coupe. I that, like, no, that, yeah. that shit's got to yeah, stop. Yeah, what I'm thinking, no, what you have is absolutely no clue about cars whatsoever. Mm. Yeah? What you've got is just an affinity for a badge. Yeah, uh, yeah. I That's just, it. Because I'll tell you what, the, big, the Mercedes, Audi, BMW, there are so many vehicles in that lineup you could just slash out and would make no difference to anyone's life whatsoever. But it would make a massive difference to their to their balance sheets. Yeah, I they, yeah, to your point, they yeah, sell really, really well, do, and I can't do. tell you why. Because because everyone's most people are sheep. Seventy percent of the population are seventy percent of the population is sheep. <laughs> you got it in there. There you go. Brilliant. I knew it was going to come in at some point. Seventy percent because they are. Uh, and actually, did you know one hundred percent of the sheep population are sheep? Yeah, they are. They are. They are. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah they don't. They just they just want they are a badge. That's it. They're not. They don't research. They can't. Any, I guarantee you, anyone. Seventy percent of people who buy a BMW, <laughs> Mercedes, or Audi once. do not research the car or an alternative. They just say, "I'm going to buy an Audi," and then they'll walk into the showroom, see what's there. I'm going to buy a BMW. They'll walk into the showroom, see what's there. I'm going to buy. They don't think. Oh, I'm thinking of buying a BMW 3 Series. Let me see what else is out there. No, they're not going to do that. I want to buy a BMW. Let's go to the BMW showroom and let the let the shepherd sell me a car. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And the only people I tell you who I do have a bit of nous about them, who will take is anyone that isn't buying any one of those three cars. Okay, the one, the ones who shop outside. The, the ones who shop outside the big free Germans, they will look around and see, and I bet you they have more motoring nous than the people who buy any of the, the big free. Yeah, yeah. With with one caveat, I think unless you're going for a, if you've got a specific model in mind and it'd be a performance model, or whatever. So if you if you're going, I want an to M, buy an AMG, yeah, an yeah, RS. Exactly. yeah, yeah, I've, I've got yeah. my eye on a, on, a, on a performance yeah. car, whatever of, of this caliber. Then then yeah, fine. But if you, but yeah, even I then, get, I argue most of the other manufacturers make their own performance specs and that as well, yeah. and they're doing well. Listen, now that BMW, you know, BMW Mercedes got their hot. Their, Semi-hot versions, yeah. The, Sh- the hot M- hatches, yeah. The, oh, the M lights and the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I do. I'll tell you what, you know, you want a hot hatch, 
I don't think you're getting much better than the Ford Focus RS. They don't you make can, that anymore, though. They stopped making it new. So you can buy the ST, but you, I see your you Focus ST. Point. You could have just seen my anyway without telling me they're not making it anymore now. Well, right. But you, that means you can buy a second-hand one and save some money. Oh, yeah, true. I, I'm gonna. You can also get the uh, the Megan RS, but the pricing on that is just stupendous. So you wouldn't buy it. It, 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 it. Forget. I'm not even gonna talk about that anymore because of the price on it. But the Ford Focus RS. Find me a better hand. No one does a front wheel drive car performance front wheel drive car better than Ford. I think in the RS Focus. I, I agree with that. Going back to your point on the Megan RS, I think you're talk, thinking about a very specific one, which had, which was like priced up at seventy grand or something ridiculous. Yeah, I think I messaged you once when we were watching. I was like. You see this price of those brakes? Yeah, but that that's a very special one. They do normal mm. Megane RSs, uh-huh. and, they're, and they're good. I've, again, I don't really I'm, like the look of them. Anyway, I've, I've driven a Megane RS uh, two thousand and when they launched them in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or something. That they, when it went mm. from being kind of big and bulky to slightly smaller yeah, and more yeah, slender, yeah. I did I did drive one for a little bit. It's a decent car, uh, but it had that very French made out of paper feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah. Um, but but no, there there are lots of good hot hatches out there. Uh, the i thirty n, the Hyundai i thirty n. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, no, they're good. And I like I the powder like blue colour that they come yeah, in as well. It's, it's a nice, nice colour. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. But it looks, uh, people just think, oh, M, M. So, listen, they've got to a point now where it doesn't matter what the hell they make, people are going to buy them. Mm. You know what? You want a manufacturer who's trying to prove themselves. So they want to do as good as they can. So their research is probably going to be going a lot, a lot more knots than BMW or Mercedes because well, they want to catch up thing. and they want to get there. Yeah. So you'll get a lot more with them as well. Yeah, and now yeah. BMW moved their their uh, one series to front wheel drive now as well. I tell you, it's still not as good as their one series drive is still not as good as a normal Focus. What the X Drive? Uh, whatever crap they have. So, so the but the uh, Focus is still a f- be- probably one of the best front wheel drive. And I'm not a fan of front wheel drive cars. Yeah, but whatever, however you like your car. I I, I maintain that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. This is my point about you know you know when people. I just think we mentioned it before. People kicked up a fuss or allegedly kicked up a fuss because the one series went from rear wheel drive to front wheel or four wheel drive. Hmm. When you're doing fifty miles an hour on the M25 and then you get caught in traffic, you're not going to notice. It doesn't yeah, matter. It does depend on how you drive. A lot of most of people, the way they drive, it doesn't really. It's just fanboys, isn't it? They're like, oh my god, it used to be. It's like when the Porsches went to water cooled yeah. engines and well, the, well, there's now this petitions uh, and signing up. And, and we've been we've been asked one. we've been asked by a listener for to give our view on this car. So I'm going to mention it um, now that BMW have launched the 128 Ti, which is a front oh, wheel drive. I said we weren't going to talk about this. I said I've refused oh, no, to talk about we're, it. We're, we're we're closing in on the end of the show. It won't be long. Don't don't All worry right. about that. The one one two eight Ti is meant to be the competitor to the Golf GTI. So it's not as hot as the M Light M one thirty five i, which yeah. has got the X Drive, yeah. which by the way is front wheel drive biased and it only shifts some of the power to the rear if it needs it. So it's not actually properly four wheel drive in, in, no, the, in the traditional no, sense. No, I don't think anything no, is yeah, these yeah. days anyway. Um, but the one two eight Ti, they're going two litre turbocharged engine, which is the same a two litre turbocharged yeah. engine in the one thirty five. And as what well. comes after that is the one thirty five. Yeah, so they go from one two eight to one three five. Yeah, and everyone's saying, "Oh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the resurgence of the of the Ti, the touring uh, model." The res- actually, I remember we were talking about it, it's the resurgence. The Ti model they had before, which part of that was freaking sporty? Yeah, <laughs> are you saying they did them in diesels? They're, and a yeah, 316, they, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. So that, sport, oh my, it was, it's, be, it's, it. be, it's because it was the smallest body shape that BMW did at the time. So what, that makes it sporty, doesn't I it? I have no idea why it makes it sporty. Turismo, it makes it, did it actually stand for a Turismo? The, I, the, I the think TI? so. I think it did. Freaky, I don't know. Again, well, I haven't researched it. We could have researched it, but I didn't. The but badge the, wankers are going to jump on this but one the, Yeah, the they? 128 Ti, you're right. The badge wankers are going to jump on it. And what they're also going to claim is they're going to claim that it's a really pure front-wheel drive driving oh, experience. Oh, I haven't driven one. I probably 
probably won't drive one for a while and I don't care to drive one, but no. I can tell you right now that it won't be as good as either a Golf GTI or, even better, a Focus no. ST. And there's no thing as a pure front-wheel drive driving experience. And to most point, actually, to your point before as well, on, you're right, on, the, on normal roads, everyday normal drivers, you, you're not really going to notice a difference. You're not. But if you, if, you, if you are a bit more spirited, it will. And they've done yeah. some pretty clever stuff with diffs these days as well. So even when you chuck a bunch of power through a front-wheel drive car, previously they, they used to understeer and kind of you know, they weren't very good at yeah. putting down the power, but they've actually done a, a lot of good engineering witchcraft they and they're a lot better now. The front-wheel drives better. have got better, but still, compared to a rear-wheel drive car, when you've got the rears powering you and you've I, got I, a front-wheel drive car which has got to steer you I know, and I propel where you're going. You're asking a lot of the car. Anything chassis. over about 180 brake, you are asking a lot of the chassis. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's and actually more the torque than it is the brake horsepower thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to do that, you've got to reinforce the chassis so you're adding more weight to the car and yeah. girders in there. And then it, you're kind of going away from the object of what it is. Yeah? Yeah, no, no, I, I get if it. If you really do want a front-wheel drive sporty car, the best one you can get out there is GT86 Toyota. That's rear-wheel drive. No. Yes, it is. The, the, oh, my God. I have to educate you now about this. We're yeah, running out of time. We are we are well over an hour now, and oh, listeners are going to start edit, getting edit, bored. Edit I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to keep it in, right, just because you've made a fool of yourself. Hey, I made a fool out of myself last week, so you'll make a fool out of yourself this week. <laughs> well, the GT86 and the Subaru BRZ are rear-wheel drive. We that, will talk about them in That was another episode. collaboration that I just don't understand. It yeah. was just pointless. But, yeah, it's still, it's still one of the best. It, it, you know what? Sorry, my point was it's not overpowered. Correct. And the chassis is designed to handle the power it's got, and the power is designed for the chassis it's got, and you can drive that seats off of it. Yep. You can drive it at 10 tenths and you can have a lot of fun. Yep. You can, absolutely. Um, yeah. And with that, I think we're coming to the end of the show. Before we wrap up, I want to say thank you. Not to you, obviously. You're why, welcome. Why, I don't know why I'd thank you. Because I'm sat here with you, a clean petrolhead that's never driven, never owned a <laughs> Rover, has had a list of oh, voxels God. that even a chav would, would be proud of. And I'm doing this with you. So you're welcome until we get the new person. Right, so if you are interested in sitting next to this uh, this pleasurable experience that I've, I've had to sit, yeah. sit next yeah. to for, for how many episodes we've done now, uh, then yeah, you can apply. No one's going to apply, by the way, spoiler alert. No, they won't. Um, no, what I did want to say was I wanted to say thank you to our listeners, for the people that are listening and supporting the show, the ones who are, are, are rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, the ones who are subscribing across all the platforms, the ones who are interacting with us on, on our Instagram and our Facebook page, the ones who are telling other people about the show, yes. and listening and spreading the word. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot to us. We, as I said before, you know, we're not getting paid to do this. We are funding this ourselves. It should be. We should. <laughs> I'm not going to start paying you. Don't get any ideas. Uh, we're doing this because we're petrol heads. We love talking about cars, but we're also doing it because we want to bring a smile to your faces. We want to entertain you. We want, you know, for you guys to listen to this one plus hour a week. And uh, if you laugh and smile as a result of it, I can guarantee you we're going to be happy. That's what we want from this. You've done so, the soppy shit. I've done the soppy shit, oh, yeah. So thank you. There's no you. point in me hammering the point home now, is there? No, there's no point in you hammering the point home. You, uh, We don't need a sledgehammer for this one. Um, but yeah, thank you. Please continue doing it. Please continue supporting the show. It means everything to us. Like, 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 like. Five stars. Yeah, there you go. That's the summary of it. So uh, yeah, until next week, until the next episode of Drivel, take care. Drive safe. And we will uh, hear, you will hear us soon. Soon. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.